0: Thursday and welcome to Not Boring. This is a special afternoon edition of Not Boring. We had to delay it a couple of hours to time it with an announcement that On Deck just made. So today, On Deck is announcing that it's raising a $20 million Series A led by Keith Raboy at Founders Fund with participation from Learn Capital, Chamath Palihapitiya, Slack Fund, Village Global, Eric Yuan, Fred Ursum, Allison Pickens, The New Normal Fund, Charles Hudson at Precursor Ventures, Adam D'Angelo, Jen Rubio, Elad Gill, Julia DeWall, Henry Ward, Afton Vechery, Jules Walter, Eric Sue, Julia Lipton, Scott Belsky, Anthony Pompliano, Bloomberg Beta, Dylan Field, RT Remamurthy, and many, many more members of the on-deck community. I'm thrilled that Not Boring is able to invest alongside that crew to help support the creation of a modern educational institution for the future of work. I'm particularly excited about this one as an On Deck alum and someone who once tried and failed to do a fraction of what On Deck is doing. Let's get to it. What's On Deck for On Deck? A Not Boring Investment Memo. When Not Boring was Not Boring Club. Find ways of staying curious and learning new things because it's super sad to think your last day of college is the last day you're taught something new. Kevin Systrom, founder, Instagram. Before Not Boring was a newsletter, it was Not Boring Club, an idea I had for a mashup of a social club and continuing education. Soho House meets college extracurriculars for busy and ambitious people. My thesis was that people wanted a combination of lifelong learning and community that was more interactive than online education and much, much less expensive than an MBA within the flow of their daily lives. I hated that the end of college meant the end of learning with friends. To validate the opportunity, I did what I do to think through something right. In July 2019, I wrote why there isn't a dominant aggregator in online education the numbers backed up the need for new continuing education models. One, education is one of only two of the top 10 consumer spending categories at 2% of total consumer spend not owned by an aggregator. In 2015, the U.S. government spent $649 billion on K-12 education. U.S. colleges spent $559 billion to educate and support their students. That spend accounted for about 7% of U.S. GDP. In 2018, student loan debt passed $1.5 trillion and is continuing to grow, and $107 billion is spent on online education globally, and that was before the pandemic. Good enough for me. When it was time to leave breather and really go for it, I decided to do what an increasing number of founders do, apply to OnDeck. I got in and joined ODF2 in New York. I remember getting into the Slack, joining the intros channel, and thinking that I was so far out of my depth. On Deck put together one of the most talented groups of people I've ever been a part of. Turns out, On Deck was a lot of the things I was looking to build education, community, network, friendships, and career opportunities. I made friend and friends and connections in On Deck that I still talk to daily. Then the pandemic hit. After briefly trying to bring the Not Boring Club online, I threw in the towel. On Deck, which had previously been entirely in person, went the other way and stepped on the gas. It quickly moved online, welcomed global applicants, and scaled up at breakneck speed. Over the past year, OnDeck has done something insanely hard, scaled community and education online profitably while growing revenue 10x and building out a platform on top of which it can launch new products and integrate acquired ones such that each is a desirable standalone offering that connects to and strengthens at least one other part of the ecosystem. If that's a lot in one sentence, that's because OnDeck has done a lot. While it's so hard to avoid OnDeck on Twitter that joining and or working for OnDeck has become a meme, I agree with the number two not-boring referrer and VC Hunter Walk who said, I'm amazed there's not more coverage of what they're doing. It's the most interesting system at scale since YC for talent and company formation. OnDeck is undercovered and underappreciated relative to the strength of its business model, the frenetic pace of its progress, and the potential size of its impact. Excellent post by Jake Singer, Paul Millard, and Nick DeWild aside. That's what we're here for. EdTech and community have traditionally been hard categories to invest in. How did OnDeck just raise $20 million for some of the world's best venture investors? We'll dig. We'll do the OnDeck investment thesis, natively integrated education, platform and team, and the OnDeck opportunity. OnDeck is building more than a new kind of educational institution. It's building a new way to build. OnDeck investment thesis. OnDeck is dramatically reimagining continuing education by breaking it into smaller atomic units, each of which feed off each other to create a better customer experience, strong lifetime value, and deep moats that will protect its high price point and margins over time. The OnDeck investment thesis is a Russian doll. There's what they're building, what that looks like today, and how they're building what they're building. What they're building OnDeck is building a modern, digitally native education platform at a fraction of the time and cost of a traditional higher education or continuing education. What that looks like today. OnDeck is comprised of 17 different programs, which themselves are comprised of smaller cohorts, which all roll up into a broader OnDeck ecosystem. Each new program feeds into the others, providing supply for a demand the team has identified in existing programs. For example, OnDeck Angels supplies capital to OnDeck founders, while founders reciprocate with access to exclusive deal flow. How they're building what they're building. The meta, how OnDeck is building what it's building, is the most unique and fascinating part. The team is building a platform on top of which it can plug in new programs. As I was thinking about what makes OnDeck special, I saw a tweet from Patrick McKenzie or Patio11 at Stripe who said, best line I ever heard about a large Japanese automobile manufacturer. What do you think we make? Uh, Everything under the sun, but mostly cars. No, we make organizations that make cars. OnDeck doesn't make programs. It makes organizations that make programs. And it does so incredibly quickly. OnDeck launches new products and programs more quickly than pure software companies do, while managing all the complexity of dealing with real humans. When I joined, on deck only had its Founders Fellowship. Today, a little over a year later, it has fellowships for founders, angels, VCs, no-code, writers, podcasters, leaders scaling companies, people looking to join startups as one of the first 50 employees, community, climate, fintech, and more. In eight months, they went from one fellowship to 17. One of the challenges with both community and top-tier education is that it's really hard to scale. There's something called evaporative cooling which is when the quality of the people and interactions in a community decreases as more people join. OnDeck has one of the most credible approaches to solving this challenge of any I've seen. By adding new verticals instead of making the Founders Fellowship really, really big, OnDeck has built a a group of small, intimate communities that roll up into one large OnDeck community. Each fellowship it adds reinforces the others. Jake Singer wrote a fantastic piece on On OnDeck's flywheel, which is spot on, but misses a key element the speed at which it turns the flywheel. The more quickly OnDeck adds new high quality programs and integrates them with the existing programs, and the faster it acquires new companies to enhance all of the existing programs, the faster the flywheel spins, the deeper the modes go, and the harder it is for anybody to compete with OnDeck. As we'll dig into below, OnDeck's accumulated institutional program building expertise allows you to get creative with who it taps to lead programs. Instead of hiring for educational experience, it can hire for passion, expertise, and audience all of which increase OnDeck's awareness and credibility. Looking at the program together, ONDEC is building what co-founder Eric Dorenberg calls Stanford for the internet. Today, OnDeck is where top talent from anywhere in the world goes to kickstart an increasing number of paths in tech and the creator economy. Over time, it should be able to plug anything that people wanna learn or build together into its infrastructure. Specifically, it has two products, a new approach, approach to continuous online education, delivered through synchronous cohorts of 100 to 200 individuals with an emphasis on peer-to-peer learning. In 2021, OnDeck will launch up to 120 of these cohorts across 30 categories, driving substantial upfront cash flow. And two, a private professional social network. Serving as the campus to OnDeck's college, the OnDeck product is a market network facilitating matching between talent and opportunity, knowledge, and more. It's LinkedIn and AngelList meet Cora. And it's one way that OnDeck will be able to continue to charge subscription revenue long after each fellowship ends. Now, if you're anything like the investors I spoke to when I was thinking about the Not Boring Club, despite everything I wrote above, you might hear the words community and education and head for the exits. Wait, you might want to hear OnDeck's numbers first. OnDeck is an education business with software margins. It turned a $763,000 net profit on $2.17 million in revenue in 2020 and entered 2021 on a $20 million run rate. OnDeck is known for its consumer-facing programs, but it currently has five revenue streams. One, the consumer-facing programs, which are the bread and butter, and they cover everything from the Founders Fellowship I was a part of to Deck writers. Two, career programs, like the ypo for x These are ongoing professional organizations that people should be able to expense out of their L&D budgets. For example, OnDeck Scale and the new design and chief of staff programs. Three, partners, partnerships. OnDeck has annual partnerships with 17 partners like Stripe, Carta, Mercury, and Substack. Recruiting. OnDeck recently acquired LeanHire, which should benefit dramatically by being plugged into the OnDeck network. And five, the digital subscription bundle. OnDeck is launching an ongoing subscription to keep program participants engaged over the course of their careers. With these programs and products, and new ones launching seemingly weekly, OnDeck is on track to 10x again in the next two to three years. When you zoom out, what OnDeck is building looks less like an educational institution and more like a really great internet business. What makes a great internet business? It's pretty simple. Acquire customers cheaply, sell them more things, get operating leverage, produce strong margins, and build moats to protect it all. Look at OnDeck. Low-cac. OnDeck doesn't pay much for marketing. Instead, referrals from existing fellows constitute one of its biggest channels, with over 2,500 direct referrals to On-deck founders alone. Plus, with each new high-profile program leader participant, OnDeck's surface area and attractiveness grows. Two, revenue expansion. Most educational institutions get customers for four years and then spend the rest of their lives asking for donations. OnDeck is able to cross-sell multiple programs and products to each fellow, including an ongoing subscription. Three, high upfront costs, low marginal costs. OnDeck is building a platform on top of which it can launch new programs and products more cheaply and quickly. Four, high margins. Despite requiring real-life humans, OnDeck is already profitable because it maintains pricing power compared to competitors, although it's 1% as expensive as an MBA. And five, moats. As the network behind OnDeck scales, an increasing share of its utility comes through the network that participants unlock through joining, which becomes increasingly hard to compete with over time. See exhibit A, LinkedIn. It's taken OnDeck years to build its reputation and network. Invite-only dinners turned into founder fellowships, turned into the growing network it is today. Now that it has the lead, it's built to compound. The flywheel that makes OnDeck valuable to participants also means that OnDeck digs deeper moats with every program it creates, every new cohort that enters, and every connection it makes among everything that it does. It's building a modern education that looks nothing like the ones that it aims to replace natively integrated education education is a massive market americans spend two percent of discretionary income on education and the government spends a lot more than that when you add job placement and company creation to the mix and take it global the opportunity gets so big as to make TAM calculations seem fake people are willing to spend money to improve themselves and their lot in life but somehow education has been practically impervious to technology's attacks Harvard could buy the three most valuable ed tech startups in the world out of its $41 billion endowment and have enough left over to buy any of the largest American companies like Udemy or Coursera, too. The challenge, as I wrote in 2019, is that education isn't well suited to aggregation. Aggregators, according to Ben Thompson, are businesses who leverage their direct relationships with a critical mass of users to exert power over increasingly modularized suppliers, creating a flywheel as more demand means more supply means more demand, and so on, at decreasing unit costs to the business. There are three main problems for would-be education aggregators. One, the job to be done is complex. Aggregators like Netflix, Spotify, Uber, and Facebook work well because the job to be done is so simple. I need to watch or listen to something, get somewhere, or connect with friends and family. People want all sorts of things from an education, from finding a new job, to satisfying their curiosity, to building a network. Two, supply is not sufficiently modularized. You don't care who's driving your Uber. You care very much who's teaching your course and which name is on your diploma. And three, success requires real effort from the user. Picking a course or program isn't like picking something to watch on Netflix. It requires real effort to stick with it and get the most out of it people won't be satisfied with whatever the aggregator surfaces and are less likely to stick it out and put in the work without group accountability. In the piece, I suggested that since education isn't well suited to aggregation, the natively integrated approach was the right one to take in education. Natively integrated companies do three things. They leverage technology to integrate supply, demand, and operations from day one. They build relationships with customers to build products that resonate. And they take principal risks to achieve the first and second thing and then capture a larger share of the profits. This is exactly the approach that On deck is taking to education. One, leverage technology. It leverages social media and a digitally native team to create demand and find supply or program leads, and has built most of its product behind the scenes to facilitate connection. Even when I was in the program, Brendan Telesnik was a no code wizard, stitching together a variety of products to run a 200 plus person program, largely by himself. With a real engineering team in place today, those products will only get better. Two, build relationships with customers. OnDeck chooses which products and programs to launch based on feedback and requests from the community. OnDeck scale, for example, came out of the question, now I founded my startup, how do I grow it? And three, take principal risk. OnDeck builds all of its programming in-house instead of aggregating supply. When it fills a program, it keeps all the profit. By taking this approach, OnDeck is able to build something that fills a different set of needs than a traditional online course, and that fills many of the same needs an MBA does at about 1% of the cost. Paul Millard had a meme that summarized it nicely. It's the guy looking at another woman one, where young people are looking at OnDeck for 2 k instead of an elite MBA for 150 k Most importantly, instead of modularizing supply, in this case program leads, OnDeck understands that people follow people and puts its team front and center. Platform and team constellation. If you're building a new kind of educational institution, one that's born on the internet and serves the internet, you need a new kind of digitally native team. OnDeck doesn't hire teachers or university administrators. Instead, it's built a team of strong tech operators and investors to lead the company. OnDeck founder and chairman, Eric Thornberg, is a seasoned community builder. He was on the founding team at Product Hunt, founded Village Global, and hosts the Venture Stories podcast. Co-founder and CEO David Booth is an experienced three-time former founder, deep systems thinker with experience experience in finance and law, product and operations at AngelList, Carta, and CoinList. CTO Andreas Klinger was founding CTO at Product Hunt, VP Engineering at CoinList, and head of remote at AngelList. The interim COO Eric Friedman was previously the COO at Company, head of Expo Labs, and global director of sales and revenue at Foursquare and head of experience Trish Kennelly, was formerly VP Product and Experience at Remote Year. Klinger and Friedman both joined since my cohort, and when I saw the announcements of both, I was floored. They're world class. They were no doubt attracted by OnDeck's mission and Velocity, but also by Eric and David. I've gotten to know David through the fellowship and by keeping in touch since, and have seen him work at multiple levels. He was the one in the weeds leading our retreat to kick off the program, and he's one of the sharpest strategic thinkers I've ever met as evidenced by the speed at which OnDeck is building an incredibly complex and hard-to-replicate machine. As for Eric, Keith Raboy submitted the following quote for this piece, I backed OnDeck because Eric is an excellent community builder and talent aggregator. We've been talking about building monopoly on talent for many years, and OnDeck is doing it. David, Eric, and the OnDeck leadership team have two main jobs. One, build out the platform." This is all the technology, infrastructure, processes, norms, traditions, pricing, and program structure that underpins everything OnDeck does. It's also the acquisitions OnDeck makes to enhance fellow experience and increase LTV, and the decisions on which new programs to launch and who should lead them. Two, recruit a constellation of program leads to build on the platform. Because it has a nearly plug and play platform for building programs, OnDeck is able to bring in people from non-traditional backgrounds. These people form a constellation around the core OnDeck team and in turn build constellations of industry leaders around themselves to participate in or advise each cohort. A big part of the magic is who on deck taps to run new programs. There are two sources, internal and external. Internally, every OnDeck fellow is a potential employee or program lead. OnDeck can evaluate candidates during their time in the program and candidates can learn what makes OnDeck tick by experiencing it themselves. They bring OnDeck experience, passion and proof if they went through on deck and decided to work there it must be good externally on deck brings in people with expertise and audiences as they join they market on deck to their followers and bring in their network to lend their expertise and credibility it seems that someone i follow on twitter announces that they're leaving their job to launch a new on deck program every day to the point that i tweeted in january the year is 2022 every smart person i know from twitter works at on deck in either case, OnDeck is able to tap into a talent pool that's much wider than a traditional educational edu- institution, because it's developed a playbook, processes, and tooling to make each new program more successful than the last. That means it can hire for other things like passion, expertise, and audience that increase OnDeck's awareness and credibility. At the same time, it's able to attract high-caliber talent to run programs because OnDeck itself can lend those people its shine. Nick Wild calls what OnDeck is building a platform brand. As he explains... To recruit talented leaders for OnDeck's fellowships, Torenberg empowers them to serve as the faces of their representative fellowships and provides ample opportunities to build their public personas. It's working. ONDEC has been able to recruit great people to lead fellowships in various parts of the business. As a couple examples of just people that I know personally, Shriya Navadia was the smartest person in my program when it came to community and career development, and OnDeck hired her shortly after the program. First, she ran community, and she just launched ONDEC Catalyst. Shreya is product leader fit to a T. I've collaborated with Gon Sanchez, On Deck's head of growth, while he was running Seed Table, and he's one of the sharpest people I've worked with. Max Nussenbaum, a fellow On Deck Founders Fellow, is a former YC founder and the highest energy, most helpful person in my fellowship. He now runs On Deck Writers and has invited me to speak a couple of times. Max is a great hire too because he hired Tom White as a writing partner in On Deck and he was my editor on Conjuring Seniors. I've sung Tom's praises many times. He's had a bigger impact on my writing than any single person, and he's perfect for the role. Saar Bhakti left an awesome job as the GM of FinTech at Slice to launch and run OnDeck FinTech. He's been leveraging his Twitter following to the program's benefit, and applications have been overwhelming. He's also assembled an all-star cast of advisors to the program. The list goes on, and those are just some of the great people that I know personally. If I had to pick one thing about OnDeck that gives me the most confidence, it's the people. Like Morning Brew, OnDeck has recruited best-in-class talent who each bring their own skill sets and audience and let their personalities shine. OnDeck FinDeck is as much SAR as it is on deck, for example. That increases brand awareness and reach, drives down customer acquisition costs, and brings even more great people into the on-deck flywheel. To be sure, this is a risk for Deck too. By putting the individuals who run on deck front and center, it increases the surface area for good things and bad things. If you don't like someone who on-deck taps to run a program, it will sour the way that you think about on-deck. And if a public on-deck employee tweets something stupid, that will come back to bite on-deck. Harvard has built up a reputation over the centuries that can withstand the bad behavior of any one faculty member. On-deck doesn't have that luxury. Ultimately, though, I think it's a smart approach, and that on-deck is just getting started. The on-deck opportunity. If you take one thing away from this piece, it's this. OnDeck is building a platform on top of which it can plug in any person, program, or product related to helping people get smarter, make connections, find jobs, or create. It moves so quickly that it should be able to launch new fellowships based on whatever topic is trending by bringing in leaders in the space and minimizing the time and effort it takes them to build out a curriculum. It even has a page, on Deck Labs, where people can express interest in the programs they'd like to see next. One obvious next step would be OnDeck Crypto. This would work both as a fellowship for people who want to go into crypto full-time and as a corporate L&D program for people at traditional companies who want to understand how to leverage Web3 technologies to improve their businesses. I'm told they're recruiting program directors for both crypto and Web3, and for digital art and NFTs. So if you want to throw your hat in the ring, this may be your chance. Another opportunity that OnDeck has up on the Labs page is OnDeck YouTubers. It already has programs for writers, podcasters, and online course creators. And as the nature of work changes, and kids want to become YouTubers, OnDeck will be there to show them how. This may be OnDeck's biggest advantage over traditional educational institutions, its willingness to experiment and try new things. The world is moving ever faster. The ways for people to make a living are constantly expanding. The half-life of professional skills has fallen to five years. A modern educational institution needs to be able to serve an increasing number of niches well to keep up. OnDeck has built the infrastructure to do just that. With that infrastructure in place, I expect to see OnDeck continue to evolve how it engages with people who wanna to teach. Today, OnDeck program leads are employees. I suspect that in the near future, industry leaders will be able to structure non-employment contracts with OnDeck that le- that let them lead one fellowship, lend their credibility, and share on the upside through a revenue share, equity grant, or maybe even an OnDeck token. I certainly think that we'll see an OnDeck DAO long before a Harvard DAO. Now OnDeck success isn't guaranteed. There are real potential threats, including but not limited to evaporative cooling. Even with the best structure in place, evaporative cooling is a very real threat. On Deck will need to figure out how to balance its size, status, and utility as it grows. Being an On Deck Fellow in five years may mean something very different than being an On Deck Fellow today. Two, return to normal. On Deck benefited from a year during which everyone was stuck at home, looking to learn new skills, find new jobs, build, and find community. It will need to continue to evolve to keep up its rapid growth as people return to normal and will likely go back to its in-person roots to let fellows form deeper bonds IRL. And competition. New competitors to OnDeck will emerge, many of which will try to do one thing very well instead of taking OnDeck's platform approach. The reason that I'm so bullish on On OnDeck is that it's not locked into any one product or way of doing things. It's become an adaptive organism. As OnDeck grows, it's already shifting its key value prop from status to utility, It was able to respond quickly to the pandemic-induced shift online and already has plans in the works for a robust IRL rollout, which of course will feed the flywheel. And it will respond to competition by building new things on top of the platform it's built, combining the intimacy and magic of small groups with the benefits of a scaled ecosystem. As the world continues to change, OnDeck will change with it and prepare its members to take advantage of those changes. Being the fastest iterator is a competitive advantage in itself the next new Stanford won't look like Stanford. It will be digitally native, global, and constantly evolving. It will look a lot like on deck. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of the week and weekend, and I will talk to you on Monday.